Today on Not Sam Wrestling, Sammy Hot Takes tries to become the Nostradamus of professional wrestling. Yes, I am trying to figure out what 2023 has in store for the entire industry. This is Not Sam Wrestling. Introducing your host from New York, here is Sam Roberts. Oh boy, here we are. Welcome to Not Sam Wrestling 426. Firstly, thanks to everybody uh, who tuned in last week or watched the interview on, on YouTube. If you haven't yet seen the interview that we did with Shawn Michaels here on the show last week, then... Congratulations! You've got some amazing content out there for you. While I was in Orlando uh, last weekend doing the NXT Deadline kickoff show with Mackenzie Mitchell and Denise Salcedo, I got the opportunity to sit down with Shawn Michaels for about an hour, 50 minutes, uninterrupted, to just talk wrestling with the heartbreak kid and the guy who's running things down at NXT right now. And it was just, I mean, it was the thrill of a lifetime. One of my favorite interviews I've ever gotten to do. Uh, and there have been some bangers just this year alone. So check out that interview for sure if you haven't already. Last week's podcast, it's on the feed. If you want to watch it, you can go to youtube.com slash wrestling and see it in its entirety for free. Uh, and I would recommend checking it out. So, uh, you know, there's a lot to get into today. Uh, uh, of course, so... I'm going to do a 2022 year in review podcast. And I was thinking about doing that this week. But this year is so absolutely insane that it's impossible to do without doing it at the very end of the year, right? I mean, look at the last year, the the week, I mean, the last week, the week of December, whatever, 11th through the 18th, that week. That should be nothing. That should be like wrap-up week. And we've got Sasha Banks apparently wrestling for New Japan. We've got rumors that Vince McMahon is trying to figure out a way to come back into power at WWE. And we've got Mandy Rose not only losing the NXT championship after a 400-plus day run, but being released from the company seemingly out of nowhere if, if I go too early on this year in review show, I'm going to miss a lot. So instead, I thought uh, today I would try to predict what 2023 is going to look like. Plus, with all, aside from all that, uh, by, by the way, like very surprising to hear that Sasha Banks wants to go back to wants to go to New Japan and is not coming back to WWE. Not surprised to hear that Vince McMahon wants to come back to WWE and surprised that Mandy Rose got released. But upon kind of hearing why, uh, you know, I I don't think it's anything any other company wouldn't have done. Uh, But who knows? I don't know. I don't know how other companies operate. So we'll see. I don't think Mandy Rose is done wrestling, though. And that'll be part of today's conversation. Because on top of all that, the last match, they've already announced. We found out on Friday that on December 30th, one of the, if not the biggest tag match, anyway, of the year is happening on SmackDown. December 30th, we're getting Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn teaming up, which already, to have Roman Reigns wrestling on SmackDown is a big deal. To have Roman Reigns in a tag match with Sami Zayn, watching Roman and Sami as a unit, that's a huge deal. And then you find out their opponents are Kevin Owens and John Cena. John Cena is not only coming back to SmackDown on December 30th, but he's actually wrestling a match for the first time in well over a year. This is the only time he's wrestled in 2022, and he's just squeaking it in in the calendar year. Unbelievable. And I can't wait to see it. I think this is the first match he's had since SummerSlam 2021. One with Roman Reigns. And that's where Brock Lesnar returned, if you want to put that in sort of 
time perspective. You know, since John Cena's last match, Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns have wrestled each other 1,300 times. That's how long it's been since John Cena was away. So very much looking forward to it. And as I've, as I've said, this year isn't stopping for anybody. So the question is, with only two weeks, maybe less, left in 2022, is 2023 going to be able to match the absolute chaos that 2022 gave us? Well, here are some of my predictions. And this is uh, my 2023 predictions. I want to preface it. These are number one. They're predictions, but I also kind of blurred the line between what I think will happen and what I want to happen. You could make the argument that some of these are less predictions and more suggestions, but either way, stuff that I think could or should happen in 2023. And they're also all kind of, I think for the most part, storyline-based, talent-based, here's where things should go type of thing, because that's what we do on this show. So without further ado, let's talk about it. Um, I think where we should start is the question that is now on everybody's mind as we approach the Royal Rumble. It is, what does WrestleMania look like? Now, several months ago, I said that I thought that the way to go would be to have Cody return, to have The Rock show up, to have Roman Reigns in a situation where on night one of WrestleMania, he beats The Rock, and night two, Cody beats Roman. Now, some people have suggested doing it in the reverse. That makes no sense because it would just destroy it would make it so that Cody Rhodes beat Roman Reigns and he's still the second place story of the night because the Sunday main event is still the biggest match in wrestling, Roman versus The Rock, and Cody is uh, proverbial yesterday's tomatoes. So I, that wouldn't make any sense to do to me. I think it would make a lot more sense to have Cody or whoever, if you're going to have somebody beat Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, beat the guy that just beat The Rock. Don't beat the guy who's going to fight The Rock the next night. It doesn't make any sense. However, I've gone back on all of that. I don't think any of that's going to happen. I don't think Roman versus Sammy is the match to have at WrestleMania. I think this is where we start the predictions. At WrestleMania 39, Roman Reigns retains the undisputed WWE Universal Champion. Roman Reigns leaves WrestleMania this year with the title. It's something people will not expect. Every, everybody has been fantasy booking that WrestleMania 39 is the night that Roman Reigns loses the title. When you have a conversation with wrestling fans, it's a given that this is what's going to happen. The only thing anybody asks is, who's it going to be? Roman Reigns is in history-making mode. Roman Reigns is telling the type of story that you don't necessarily see every single thing coming, but cohesively it all makes sense at the end. I think that Roman Reigns retains the WWE Undisputed Universal Championship at WrestleMania 39. I think Roman Reigns spends another year his fourth undefeated. However, I think Roman Reigns turns babyface. You're going to have to do it at some point or another. I think that, sure, you could say Roman Reigns loses the title at WrestleMania and then turns babyface. That's very conventional thinking. That's not outside of the box thinking. I think Roman Reigns retains the title and sometime after WrestleMania, three quarters into the year, turns babyface. And I think what leads to Roman turning babyface and one of the more noteworthy feuds for Roman is going to be in 2023, the rivalry between Roman Reigns and one of the greatest threats to his title reign, Solo Sokoa. I think that, that 2023 will start with Roman 
turning on Sammy. Like that, those seeds are already clearly being planted. The fact that on SmackDown, we got a presentation of will Roman Reigns declare Sammy a full ooze or is he still an honorary ooze? We were able to get past that, right? We were able to, to, to not address it, which would lead you to believe that he's still not a full-time ooze. And the reason that he that, that you couldn't address it is because he's not gonna be a full-time ooze. Now is not the time to completely tear it up. But I don't think there's gonna be Roman Reigns on SmackDown next week. On the 30th, you've got the tag team match. So the question about whether or not he's a full-time ooze isn't gonna be answered. And the rest of it will take us to the Royal Rumble. We're getting Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns, I believe, at Elimination Chamber. Either at the Royal Rumble, right after the Royal Rumble, surrounding the Royal Rumble, you'll get the bloodline turning on Sammy. And it'll be because Sammy does something honorable. It'll make Sammy a babyface. The Elimination Chamber pay-per-view is in Montreal. Sami Zayn is not beating Roman Reigns. He's not gonna beat him at WrestleMania. He's not gonna beat him at all. So if you're going to do the match, do it in Montreal, in Sami Zayn's hometown, you will get the monstrous ovation. That's the reaction. That's the Sami Zayn pop that you won't get anywhere else. The entrance to the Roman Reigns match in Montreal. And when Roman Reigns beats him, you've got the 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 the, the, the billowing of booze hitting Roman Reigns. Now that'll take us through WrestleMania. That'll take us through Roman Reigns retaining against whether it be uh, uh, Rock and Cody, whatever it is. I think Roman Reigns will wrestle twice. But then as the year progresses, Solo, Sokoa will continue to build in strength, will continue to build in power. Solo Sokoa will continue to design himself after Umaga. And by SummerSlam, I think you're looking at Solo Sokoa with Paul Heyman and potentially the Usos. We'll get to the Usos in a little bit versus Roman Reigns in a massive title match that if everything has been effective, Solo Sokoa will have been built up to the place where it's like he may be the one that takes the title from Roman Reigns, especially because at that point, Roman Reigns uh, is a baby face. So... What have I got now for Cody Rhodes? Well, I, I have Cody Rhodes returning at the Royal Rumble. It's the only way to do it. Um, Cody Rhodes may even go to WrestleMania. But the bigger picture in 2023 for Cody Rhodes is that if he was always intended to win the WWE Championship from Roman Reigns, then that was probably always intended to happen at WrestleMania 39. However, to get to WrestleMania 39, you would have hopefully told a hero's journey, a tale for one year of a hero returning and trying to win the title for his father. The problem is, at Hell in a Cell, Cody went down. Cody went down in June. Six months, at least, of that year we don't have Cody. You can't tell the Cody story that you would have told in half the time. The Cody payoff needs to be big. The Cody payoff needs to be huge. And if you want to rebuild momentum for somebody, you can't bring them back and put them all the way at the end of the story. You bring them back and then you bring them to the beginning of the story without people even realizing it. See, the story that you're telling is instead of Cody returning at WrestleMania 38 and doing the impossible and getting all the way to WrestleMania 39 and becoming champion, the story that you're going to tell is the only match Cody has lost is to Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 39. And then between WrestleMania 39 and WrestleMania 40, you tell the story of Cody Rhodes being rebuilt. Cody Rhodes will not win the title in 2023, because Roman Reigns will hold it the whole time. But Cody Rhodes and John Cena 
will headline a premium live event in 2023. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Now, that could be backlash if John Cena wants to hang around for one pay-per-view after WrestleMania, because John Cena will be back, clearly. I don't think that that's going out on a limb. Could be Backlash. Could be SummerSlam. You could be looking at a SummerSlam that has Roman versus Solo Sokoa and Cody Rhodes versus John Cena. But Cody Rhodes will have a John Cena match at a premium live event that headlines that premium live event. I would imagine that Cody Rhodes would beat John Cena in that competition, but that's getting a little too specific. What's not getting too specific is that John Cena will also wrestle Logan Paul this year. He's going to absolutely wrestle Cody Rhodes. He's going to absolutely wrestle Logan Paul. And when John Cena wrestles Logan Paul, Logan Paul will win. Mark my words, in 2023, John Cena will wrestle Logan Paul and John Cena will lose. I think the whole world saw what Logan Paul can deliver. John Cena, if you look at him historically, he's got this rep for some reason of like, you know, being the guy who was the, he's always got to win, he's Superman, he's this, he's that. He's lost a lot of key matches. And the last several years of his career, he was not main eventing WrestleMania. He was working on the undercard and while, yeah, he beat Bray and he beat Rusev, I think the intention was that just having those showcase matches would hopefully be moments enough to push them forward. Maybe one of them should have beat John. That's We're not doing a show about the past. We're doing a show about the future. I think that John, of all people, understands what Logan Paul can bring to the WWE in terms of eyeballs and understands that in order for it to work fully, Wrestling fans have to be behind it as well. Now, wrestling fans were behind Logan Paul after seeing what he was capable of with Roman Reigns. But ultimately, if you can't win matches, if you are showing up and losing all the time, no matter how good the matches are, you're going to lose credibility. Logan Paul doesn't wrestle all that often, but he wrestles a lot more often than John Cena I think Cena's going to see that. I think Cena's going to realize the gift that he can give is the gift of beating John Cena. I think Logan Paul will beat John Cena in 2023. Uh, I think that uh, in 2023, you will see, as I said, Roman Reigns holding that that title for another year, which means the championships will have to be elevated even more so that are not the world title. The United States Championship and the Intercontinental Championship will have to be elevated even more so. We're seeing that with the way the United States Championship is presented. We're seeing that with the way Bobby Lashley and Seth Rollins are fighting tooth and nail to get that title away from Austin Theory. That title is being held on a pedestal. I believe that title will continue to be held on a pedestal. Will we see John Cena versus Austin Theory? I kind of, I don't know. It's possible. 
But now that's three matches for John Cena, singles matches for John Cena that are big program matches, premium live event matches in 2023. I, I can't predict that he'll have three premium live event singles matches. So I can't put that on my predictions list. But what I can say is that the United States Championship will be used to prop Austin Theory up as a main eventer. And since Austin Theory is a main eventer, that title will be looked at as a main event title. Now, the same thing is being done for the Intercontinental Championship. And rumors are abound as to what the plans are for Gunther at WrestleMania 39. I believe that in 2023, Barack Lesnar will become the WWE Intercontinental Champion. I believe the quest will be to get the Intercontinental title somehow taken off of Brock Lesnar. And I know what you're saying. Brock Lesnar doesn't wrestle on every show, so now we're not going to have a world champion or an Intercontinental champion. I think you can get Brock for a season. I think that, 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 that you can do what you need to do with Brock, but I think the point of putting the Intercontinental Championship on Brock Lesnar, even if it's not for the whole year, even if it's a short-term thing, will be that it allows for new and creative Brock Lesnar matches, and it will allow that title to be even more meaningful. I think Brock Lesnar will win the Intercontinental title, maybe from Gunther. I just believe he'll hold the title. And I believe that Sami Zayn will challenge Brock Lesnar for that title. That may be where you get the Sami Zayn victory. It's not going to be against Roman. He'll have his amazing moment, but it's not going to get the victory against Roman. We may see Sami Zayn beat Brock Lesnar for the Intercontinental Championship. Brock Lesnar will eventually get that victory back. Don't you worry about that. But if Sami Zayn's momentum continues to build post bloodline as it has uh, uh, during the bloodline, then I, I think the idea of Sammy beating Brock Lesnar is at least worth the conversation. So as we're talking about uh, people coming back, as we're talking about people returning, I think that obviously we'll see John Cena wrestling. We're seeing him wrestle on SmackDown. I think that we will see John Cena wrestling. I believe that The Rock will wrestle at WrestleMania. This is Los Angeles. This is Triple H's mania. They're trying to put their absolute best foot forward. I believe we will see The Rock wrestle. I believe Goldberg will be back in 2023. I think that we're prone for another Goldberg match. And I think that, that this is something that WWE realizes is money. Building stars, but also they have figured out how to execute on IP that they own from years past by having legends come back for one huge match. And that, I mean, that that's why they, they fight to, to retain some sort of credibility to these legends so that when they do come back, it's like they're still a, a threat. I believe Steve Austin will wrestle in 2023. I think you've got John Cena, Steve Austin, the Rock and Goldberg, all wrestling WWE matches in 2023. I do not believe that CM Punk will wrestle in 2023. I think with Rock, Cena, Goldberg, Austin, I think with, with Roman, with Brock, with Cody coming back, possibly Randy Orton coming back, with Seth, with Bobby, there's so much going on. The WWE could always do something with CM Punk, but I don't think they need to by any stretch of the imagination. I don't think AEW will take CM Punk back, and I don't think CM Punk will go back to AEW. CM Punk's got too much pride. And so because of that, I don't think that you will see CM Punk wrestle at all in 2023. I think when you talk about uh, AEW in 2023, 
I believe Ricky Starks will become a top commodity. Uh, I don't think it'll happen immediately. I don't think this is like, because I just saw his promo. I've been on the Ricky Starks bandwagon for a long time. But I think by around mid-year, people will realize like, oh my God, like there will be an actual outcry to put the title on Ricky Starks. I believe the WWE will start taking real note of Ricky Starks in 2023. Uh, I think that whenever his contract is up, it will be a nice little bidding war for absolute Ricky Starks. And I think he will have earned it. I think that 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 AEW is going to continue to build homegrown talent, to put the focus there. I think this is the, the direction they've been going in. And I think they will continue. I'm talking about people like Ricky Starks, obviously. Uh, uh, Willow. Uh, 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 Jade Cargill, Britt Baker, Preston Vance, Wardlow, Jamie Hayter. I think these are the names. And I, I, I think that the fans are going to do it for them. I think that the AEW fans are going are gonna to let the organization know that this is the group of talent that they want to see. And that, yeah, the ex-WWE guys and girls will still be draws and still be commodities, but ultimately, it's what we saw with the acclaim in 2022. And what we saw with Jamie Hayter to a degree in 2022. And what we saw for the first half of the build with Wardlow that went absolutely nowhere. When there is, the AEW fans are a passionate group. And when there is a homegrown talent that the cream is starting to rise on, that fan base gets behind them and gets behind them hard. I think that that hopefully that's what you will continue to see in AEW. Now, the big question about AEW is what about MJF? What about the great bidding war of 2024? He's got until the end of the year 2023, theoretically, on his contract. I believe that MJF towards the end of the year, will lose the title. I think it'll take him that long to lose the title. I think we will get an amazing MJF story with Samoa Joe at some point that will harken back to uh, Joe shoving a young MJF. I believe that uh, he's made one little kind of passing reference to it on television, maybe when he first got back. But I, I, I think that we'll see a full-fledged story with Samoa Joe. And I think that we'll see a full-fledged story with Eddie Kingston. I think that that Eddie will make the world believe that he actually is going to be the AEW champion. And I think that we might even get another full-fledged Ricky Stark story. Not one that lasts a couple of weeks, right? Clearly, we're going into 2023 with Brian Danielson and MJF. So I think when you're looking at you're looking at Brian Danielson, you're looking at Ricky Starks, you're looking at Samoa Joe, and you're looking at Eddie Kingston in no particular order. I think that's the 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 plate that MJF is looking at. And I believe he will lose the AEW championship. I don't know to who yet. It won't be until the end of the year. We're a year removed from that. It's impossible to say. I believe that MJF will convince the world that he's leaving. I believe that it will be reported on wrestling sites that he's leaving. I believe that we will first hear that MJF was supposed to be doing a gimmick that he's leaving, but now he's actually leaving. And then I believe we will hear MJF's music play in AEW and we will find out that he has indeed re-signed. I believe that MJF will close out 2023 re-signed with AEW. I think that that that's the move because I think that MJF is starting to figure out and by then we'll have really figured out that he's the top dog over there and no matter how big he gets in AEW, He's not coming over to WWE as the top dog. He's not coming over to WWE bigger than Roman Reigns. 
He's not coming over to WWE bigger than Cody. He's certainly not coming over to WWE bigger than Brock. He's not, he can't, he can't, right? He's going to have to take a back seat to a number of people. He's not coming to WWE bigger than Seth Rollins. He doesn't have to take a back seat or, or by the time the end of 2023 comes, he won't have to take a back seat to anybody in AEW. He'll be calling all of his own shots in a very real way, writing his own stories, doing what he wants to do. That ain't gonna fly in WWE. And, and, and yeah, maybe there is that part of him that wants to be a WWE superstar. Yes, maybe there is that part of him that, that, that needs to, to headline a WrestleMania. He says there isn't, but I don't believe him when he says it. All that said, he'll be 27. I don't think he's at WWE until he's in his 30s. If then. If then. I think he resigns with AEW. Um, I do think when you talk about uh, returns to WWE, I think that uh, Naomi will be back in WWE. Uh, I don't know if it'll be bloodline related. I don't know if it'll be once the bloodline separates and she's with the Usos. I don't know if it'll be completely separate. I believe Naomi will be back in WWE in 2023. I believe Sasha Banks will not be back in WWE in 2023. Just a prediction. I have no idea. But there's just something about the way this whole thing has worked out that tells me. I'm not saying she'll never be back. I just don't see Sasha Banks in WWE in 2023. Naomi, yes. Now, while we're talking about women, Sasha Banks, Naomi. I believe that at WrestleMania, Bianca Belair will defeat Charlotte. I think that will happen at WrestleMania. I think that we will go into WrestleMania wondering if Charlotte is finally the one to beat Bianca. I think that that's the story that will be told. Nobody, like, like Bianca has been able to beat everybody. They'll talk about the four horsewomen. Becky, Bailey, Sasha. I don't know if they'll actually mention Sasha because she won't be back. But they'll talk about how Charlotte is the last of those four horsewomen that Bianca needs to beat. And that narrative will continue about, you know, Bianca being unstoppable. I believe that it won't be at WrestleMania, but that Rhea Ripley will be the one to beat Bianca Belair. I think that in 2023, Rhea Ripley will definitively defeat Bianca Belair for the WWE Raw Women's Championship. At the same time, I think at WrestleMania, and I don't think it's going too far out on a limb, Becky Lynch will win the SmackDown Women's title from Ronda Rousey. I think Becky will finally, again, definitively beat Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania. I think that there's a reason why you're turning Becky Lynch babyface again. And it's not to be second fiddle on Raw. And she's not beating Bianca Belair, I don't think. That story's been told. I think that Becky is a babyface. That's what she is. And I think that she will defeat Ronda Rousey but it will be Rhea Ripley who is finally the one to beat Bianca Belair. Uh, I think that, and I don't know when it'll happen. I guess it depends on Ray. I personally believe Ray Mysterio will have his retirement match this year. I think that one of the big reasons that Rey Mysterio has stuck around for as long as he has is he wants to make sure that his son Dominic is taken care of. Now, the fact is that that question remained up in the air up until Dominic Mysterio joined the Judgment Day. Dominic as a heel has worked. Everything Dominic has done has been great. And watching what he's doing work has to be inspiring. Once you figure out how to make something work, the hope is that you know how to make 
things work. It doesn't mean that you're going to be able to make everything work, but you're going to know, okay, the reason that last thing worked is because I did this or I did that. And each segment that Dominic does, because it's not just happening to him. It's not just because Corey Graves has been great on commentary with him. And he has. The stories Corey Graves has been telling about Dominic on commentary have elevated the story tremendously. Rhea Ripley is clearly at her peak that we've seen. I believe she's only going to continue to grow, but she's never been better than she is right now. So it's great that Dominic is associated with that. Of course, with uh, Priest and Balor, doesn't hurt either. But the fact is that Dominic is doing little things to make it work. Dominic is getting booed way more than the Judgment Day. We believe that Dominic is turning on his father, and we know that the Rey Mysterio-Dominic storyline is not over-over because of the video they did on Thanksgiving when Dominic and Rhea attacked Ray. I think this will be Ray's retirement year, his last year in the WWE, and I think it will be Dominic Mysterio who retires Ray Mysterio. I think we will finally see Dominic versus Ray. I think it will be Ray's retirement match. I think Ray will lose. As far as the Bray Wyatt situation goes, now we saw on SmackDown just this week at the time of this recording that uh, Uncle Howdy was shown as a separate person. Now again, everybody, you know, oh, Bo Dallas, oh, this person, Dutch from Ring of Honor, Vincent from Ring of Honor. The fact is that with all the chicanery that Bray Wyatt has been up to in the past, just because we saw both of them at the same time does not mean at some point they're going to take the mask off Uncle Howdy and it's just Bray Wyatt under the mask. Okay, there is absolutely nothing about SmackDown that tells me in the canon that is Bray Wyatt with the suspension of disbelief and the rules that we've agreed to with the way we, we take in Bray Wyatt, there is nothing that tells me that Bray Wyatt could not be in two places at once. Nothing. That's the type of shit Bray Wyatt does. So I don't know what all that is. But what I think is that hopefully the story starts to speed up. I think that that's necessary. I think that as cool as every segment is individually, at some point people are going to realize that we've been watching this for weeks and weeks and weeks. And even though it started as literally the hottest storyline in wrestling, we've gotten to a point where the story has not concretely grown all that much in many, many weeks. There are still far more questions than answers, and there aren't that many answers. I think that that that, that is going to sort of be cleared up. I think that we'll move past the L.A. night thing. And I actually, even though I didn't think at the beginning, I actually do think that we will see a faction start to form. I think that uh, we're looking at Alexa Bliss going back with Bray Wyatt for two reasons. Number one, they've been teasing it every week on Raw. And number two, Alexa Bliss has literally done nothing since Bray got released and she came back and Corey Graves has made mention of it on television. So I think Alexa Bliss joins Bray. I think uh, Uncle Howdy is revealed, whether it's Bo Dallas, whether it's somebody else. And I think a faction starts to be built. I think that you may, you will add Vincent and Dutch to the mix. But when I say to the mix, the reason we're building this faction is because I believe we're looking at demonic faction warfare. I think the reason that the Bray Wyatt story with L.A. Knight has been moving so slowly is because in order for Bray Wyatt as a character and as a storyteller to exist properly, it almost has to exist outside of the realm of of what's going on in WWE. The problem with Bray Wyatt has always been when Bray gets involved with other characters that they won't 
allow to get steamrolled for Bray's story, whether it's, you know, the fiend and Goldberg, whether it's Bray and John Cena, it's like these supernatural beings, once you expose a human being that can stop them, it becomes more and more difficult to take them seriously, which is why they're never meant to be world champion unless they have years and years and years of goodwill built in, as was the case with The Undertaker. And I know you'll tell me The Undertaker won the world title exactly one year into his run, and he was as supernatural as it gets. And while, yes, that's true, the title was, he was never beat. The title was vacated. I mean, I get, you'd say, well, Hogan beat him at Tuesday in Texas. There was a lot of outside interference going on. That was a schmazola ending to the point where they actually vacated the WWE championship. So I don't think that that ultimately hurt The Undertaker. However, if you'll notice very quickly, I mean immediately, after Survivor Series, The Undertaker turned babyface because they had to do a 180. They had to change it. Because otherwise, you know, The Undertaker as a menacing heel wouldn't have worked anymore. So you've either got to change it or, you know, you're screwed. So I think, how does Bray going into 2023, after we've, we're have we done with the sort of uh, introduction of everything, how does he continue to exist outside of the realm of what's going on in WWE? And the answer is you bring opponents in for him. I think the reason that Bray has a faction is because in 2023, that faction feuds with a newly formed sanity. I think Eric Young is back. And I think when, when, when Eric Young shows up, it's the Eric Young that we got to know in NXT. Sanity Eric Young. And the reason, and, and, and we, we actually... We, we, we build a reason for being with this version of Eric Young. The problem with Sanity and Eric Young when they got to the main roster is there was no them. They had, there, who were, who was Sanity on the main roster? I don't know. It was a, a, a poor man's retribution, which was a poor man's anything. It was terrible. So I think Sanity comes back with a little bit more of a clear message, meaning, reason for being. Led by Eric Young. The reason you have Alexa Bliss, Alexa Bliss with Bray Wyatt is because this is why we've ditched the almost a superhero Nikki A.S.H. and brought her back to being Nikki Cross. Because crazy old Nikki Cross is now back in sanity as the foil to demonic Alexa Bliss. The question is, I, my gut is, you're bringing back Demo, you're rebuilding Sanity as they were. But I could see a new Sanity being formed. When I say that Dutch and Vincent will come into WWE, I believe that they will. But I believe that Dutch and Vincent are just as likely to join a Bray Wyatt-led faction as they are to join a new version of Sanity and add that sort of cult-like vibe to Sanity to, I don't want to say stabilize them a little bit, but at least ground them somewhat and kind of allow them to exist in that Wyatt realm. Bray Wyatt is being portrayed as a babyface. L.A. Knight is cutting, and I think that's another reason why, I don't know. L.A. Knight is 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 being portrayed as the heel. Bray Wyatt is being portrayed as the babyface. I think they want to keep Bray Wyatt a babyface. So how do you have somebody that sort of mysterious, dark, looming as a good guy? You get a group that's even more dark, even more mysterious, even more demonic, and that's where sanity comes in. Um... I think it's just too much of a coincidence with Nikki Cross and with Alexa Bliss. So where does that leave LA Knight? I think in 2023, LA Knight will headline at least one NXT premium live event. 
I think LA Knight will end up uh, back in NXT for a significant storyline. The way Apollo Crews has come back, the way uh, The New Day is in NXT right now. I think uh, especially with NXT attempting to go back on the road, Vengeance Day is going to be in Charlotte, woo, North Carolina. Hopefully, if you're in the area, you're buying tickets because I want it to succeed very, very badly. Six weeks after Charlotte, two, what, eight weeks maybe, NXT will be in Los Angeles, stand and deliver as part of WrestleMania weekend. I think that the idea is to continue to do those live shows. If you're going to continue to do live shows where you're trying to sell thousands of tickets, you're going to need some pretty big matches. You're going to need some star power. And as you're building stars in NXT, I think bringing stars in from the main roster is the way to go. I think we're going to see more and more of that. And I think LA Knight is going to be one of those people. I think Grayson Waller will be the NXT champion in 2023. I think so. I think that we'll see Braun Breaker depart. When you're looking at at, at who is is departing from NXT, I think we'll see call-ups and call-ups that should be successful. And some of these are obvious, and to me, some of them are not. I think Pretty Deadly will get called up. I think Braun Breaker will get called up. I think Braun Breaker comes in the Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania. I don't think Braun Breaker loses the NXT Championship at New Year's Evil. But I could see, and I believe that, I think Grayson Waller will get a rematch at Stand and Deliver. I think Braun Breaker loses the title finally at Stand and Deliver to Grayson Waller. Not at New Year's Evil. I think he has a different opponent at uh, Vengeance Day. And then stand and deliver, he loses to uh, to Grayson Waller. And then shows up on Raw as a member of the Monday Night Raw roster the next night. And uh, the night after WrestleMania. And that could be to start a rivalry with anybody. It could be to try to win the United States Championship from Austin Theory. It could be, there's a lot of different things you could do. But I think, you, so I think you'll have Pretty Deadly up in the tag division. I think you'll have Braun Breaker. I think the remaining members of Toxic Attraction will go up to the main roster as a tag team. I think Cora Jade will go up to the main roster and succeed. I think the Creed Brothers will go up to the main roster and succeed, especially Julius Creed. I think the Creed Brothers will go up to the main roster and succeed and we'll start to see where Julius Creed is going to be a major single star. I think Schism will go up to the main roster because I think that they will fit into the rivalry between Sanity and the the new Wyatt group, whatever it is. I think Lash Legend will be called up. I think that 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 as much as uh, people are uh, trying to focus on what she is lacking, I think that when I see her, it's she looks like a star. She is a. a a, a natural athlete. She is, an, she is a, a, a really decorated athlete. And I think that they will find a place for her. I think that they will find the right opponents for her. I think she will continue to grow. But I think you will see Lash Legend. And I think you will see Idris Inofe on the main roster. I don't think people have realized how good and entertaining Idris is. Now, there are other people, you know, Carmelo Hayes, Trick Williams. Yes, but I, I, I that this is my list. Now, I say that Pretty Deadly is going to go up to the main roster because I believe that in 2023, the tag team division in the WWE will be kicked up even more so. I believe that not only will you have Pretty Deadly as a tag team in the WWE, not only will you have the Usos as a tag team in the WWE. Not only will you have the Street Profits, not only will you have all these teams, the New Day. I believe that in 2023, we will see the reformation of DIY. I believe that Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano will find their way back together. Every story is cyclical. This is the team that was supposed to hit the main roster years ago. I believe they will hit the main roster. 
And I believe another team will make their way back to the WWE. And that team will face DIY at SummerSlam. I think at SummerSlam 2023, we will see DIY versus FTR. And I don't know if they'll be known as FTR, you know, whatever you want to call them. I believe FTR will be back in WWE in 2023 under Triple H. And then at SummerSlam, we'll get DIY versus FTR and they will absolutely bring the house down. And then we'll have DIY, FTR, Pretty Deadly, The Usos, The New Day. And it goes on and on, Street Profits, on and on and on. I think Matt Cardona will be back in WWE. I believe that Matt Cardona will return to the WWE. I believe it will be early in 2023. I think he will return as a heel. I think he will return as Matt Cardona. Hopefully he'll get a microphone. Hopefully he'll be a man on a mission. I believe that that, that he will attract heat the way he has figured out how to do so on NWA. GCW, these are all different audiences. Impact, all different audiences that he has figured out how to be a heel in front of. I believe that Matt Cardona, not Zack Ryder, Matt Cardona will be back in WWE. I think Mandy Rose will be back in WWE. I don't know if it'll be, you know, three months, five months, whatever it is. I wouldn't be shocked if it's right after WrestleMania. I think Mandy Rose will be back in WWE. And I think she'll go to the main roster when she comes back. I think you may see, maybe it'll be when Rhea Ripley beats Bianca Belair for the women's championship and Mandy Rose shows up to take the title from her. Maybe it'll be to to, to mess with this new version of Asuka that we're starting to evolve into. Maybe it'll be before that. Maybe she'll show up as a Bianca Belair opponent. Maybe she'll show up to SmackDown after Becky Lynch beats Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania and go after Becky Lynch as the woman who held the NXT championship for 400 days. But either way, however it's done, I 1,000% believe that Mandy Rose will be on the main roster and back in WWE in 2023. Now, if we can go back to NXT, as I said, I think that by mid-year, we will have Grayson Waller as NXT champion. I think a couple of things. I think Charlie Dempsey, especially with Mr. Regal, William Regal, returning to WWE in a behind-the-scenes role, and the way Charlie Dempsey has been portrayed on television, uh, I, I just did something about him. I believe that Charlie Dempsey will be built to be that top babyface challenger for Grayson Waller. Now, it's way too early for me to say if he's going to be the one that beats Grayson Waller. I don't know. It depends on how he develops. This is developmental after all. But I believe that Grayson Waller will be champion. I believe that Charlie Dempsey will end up being one of the top babyface challengers in NXT. And, and this is my wish for NXT. And this came to me as I was watching... Uh, deadline I believe Booker T will wrestle a match for NXT Booker T has wrestled a few matches for reality of wrestling I believe that Booker T will come out of the commentary booth and maybe it'll be with Grayson Waller before he wins the title maybe it'll be with Grayson Waller after he wins the title for me the match is Booker T versus Grayson Waller that's the match I would love to see. There are other people that it could be. However you want to do it, I believe that in 2023, we will see Booker T compete in an NXT ring at a premium live event. If you're trying to attract people into the building, why not promise a Booker T match? against one of these uh, rookies that you've built up on television. I think it's a good idea. And finally, finally, my final prediction for 2023. This has nothing to do with 
Triple H maintaining position or Vince McMahon coming back or anything, because who knows with that. But I believe that in 2023, moves will begin to be made. We'll start hearing about it maybe three quarters into the year. But by the end of the year, the rumors will be percolating all over the place that the moves are in place, that the pieces are being moved for Conor McGregor to work his first WWE match at WrestleMania 40. I do not believe Conor McGregor will wrestle in 2023. I believe that in 2023, we will start to hear the rumors and they will get heavier and heavier that Conor McGregor will wrestle at WrestleMania 40 in April of 2024 in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. But we can talk more about that on my 2024 prediction show in approximately 52 weeks. Now, uh, before we go, I also, I put out on Twitter and Instagram uh, on Sunday that I was doing this and said, you know, what should we talk about? Now, a lot of the questions that people had on social media were already addressed through the predictions that I made, but not all of them. For instance, uh, and I want to go through a couple of these. Uh, one person asked, will the street profits be split? The answer is no. The street profits will not be split in 2023. I think that Montez will continue to grow and will continue to impress. But ultimately, I think you're going to be dealing with the tag team division as hot as it has ever been. With FTR, DIY, Pretty Deadly, Usos, New Day, the street profits are going to want to be a part of that. The WWE is going to want the street profits to be a part of that. I also think that through... The, 2023, with his work in the Street Profits, uh, Angelo Dawkins is going to continue to emerge as a star that that we're going to realize. And it, and it doesn't mean, not that he's more or less of a star than Montez Ford, but I think that the team is going to stay together in 2023. And we're going to realize that there are actually two potential single stars on this Street Profits team, and not just one. One person asked, uh, what about New Japan? Will WWE partner with New Japan? And my answer is uh, no, not in a serious way. You could see a match here or there. I think Triple H might be a little bit more open to it, but no. I don't think that you'll see a super show. I don't think that you'll see uh, uh, the Forbidden Door opening. I think that the partnership between AEW and New Japan might continue to grow. I could see uh, an AEW or a Ring of Honor streaming platform being a good place to distribute some New Japan content in America. Uh, but no, I don't think in a serious way a WWE and New Japan partnership will blossom. I think more more than likely... WWE will start poking around, seeing if they can create a developmental territory of their own in Japan. I don't know how successful it'll be, but I think that that may happen. One person asked, uh, will they split the universal undisputed WWE championship or the tag team championship? Uh, I absolutely do not think that they will split the men's world championship. Uh, because to split the WWE Undisputed Universal Championship uh, would mean to take something away from Roman Reigns. And I don't think anything other than the bloodline faction will be taken away from Roman Reigns in 2023. I think Roman Reigns continues to hold both titles because that's part of the attraction throughout the year. Now, who knows? John Cena could pin Roman Reigns on December 30th, 2022. And my whole thing is shot. But my gut is that Roman Reigns will go through 2023 still never taking a pin and not being in a scenario where he would lose a title. I just, you know, there are a thousand creative ways you could take one of the titles off Roman Reigns. You could you could say, well, you know, it's a triple threat. And, you know, and, and somebody pins 
the other challenger and therefore they win the WWE championship and Roman keeps the universal championship. And it's like, to me, to separate the titles, but to do it in a way where one of them is like a, is a consolation prize is a runner up is clearly a runner up because you never beat the champion It is not worth doing to me. I, I, I don't see how that would have any more value than the United States or the Intercontinental Championship would. Um, and you're not going to have Roman take a pin until 2024, at least. So, no for that. I could see them splitting the tag team championship. You know, once the bloodline separates and you move into Roman and Solo, you know, I don't think you have the Usos quite as firmly attached to Roman or Solo, whether they're a heel or a babyface. So I think you can find a way to take either the Raw or the SmackDown Tag Team Championship off them, and you'll have a tag division that's growing big enough that you could. So I could see a tag title split, but not a universal, undisputed, whatever championship title split. This person asks, uh, you have to comment on the future of the Money in the Bank. Is the Money in the Bank pay-per-view going to survive, uh, or do you move it to WrestleMania, or... And that's, you know, that's a bigger question that Triple H uh, addressed a little bit at Survivor Series. Uh, I think I think War Games stays an annual event at Survivor Series. Uh, I don't think it should, personally. You know, I, I don't, I, I think that it makes as much sense to have War Games be an annual event as it does to have Hell in a Cell be an annual event. War Games is supposed to tell a story and is supposed to be the ultimate climax of these two factions that have been warring. So, you know, I, I, but it is Triple H's baby bringing it back to the main roster. It is an attraction seeing that double ring and double cage. People will buy tickets just to see the structure. So with that said, I think War Games probably stays an annual event at Survivor Series. Um, Obviously, we know Elimination Chamber is going to be back. I think Money in the Bank stays an annual event. I think Money in the Bank is a great annual event. I I don't I don't think uh, Hell in a Cell. I don't think I think Triple H has already said it won't. But I don't think Hell in a Cell stays. I don't think TLC stays. That doesn't make any sense. I would probably rename Extreme Rules. I don't. That doesn't really make any sense to just do Extreme Rules for the sake of a calendar. But Money in the Bank, for the sake of a calendar, does make sense. There, the Money in the Bank is no blow-off. Money in the Bank is simply a prize. It's like the Royal Rumble. The Royal Rumble makes perfect sense to do annually and to be a, a regular and recurring prize. Money in the Bank, the same way. The briefcase, the same way. Now, in order for Money in the Bank to maintain, because they tried to do it in a stadium this year, and it didn't sell a stadium. They had to move it to an arena. I don't think that that's because Money in the Bank should not be a standalone event. I think that that's because over the years, they've ruined the credibility of the briefcase. I think that Money in the Bank stays an annual event. But in order to do that, work is done to make it so the briefcase actually means something with with. So many failed attempts, schmazes. It, it, it's it's gotten to the point where nobody cares. You know, I, I, I it's almost like, you know, I mean, I, I I guess you could say Big E cashing. Like the problem is Big E cashing in and winning the WWE Championship, blowing people's minds. That should be the norm with money in the bank. That's what makes it special. That's why when CM Punk gets it, Dolph Ziggler gets it, Seth Rollins gets it, Daniel Bryan gets it. These are guys that fans want to be the champion, but don't see a way to get them to that title. Now with money in the bank, you're going, oh my God, does that mean they're going to be the champion? Whereas the way it's been done recently, it's almost like, oh yeah, they won the briefcase, but that doesn't mean they're going to be the champion. The odds of winning the title have diminished incredibly. 
It would be like at the Royal Rumble if they changed it and said, yeah, you're going to get a match at WrestleMania. It might be, you know, the opening match. It might be, I mean, you're going to get the world title match. That's the appeal to the Royal Rumble now. If they all of a sudden changed it, oh, we didn't say which title it was going to be. So you're going to get, you know, the uh, European championship. You're going to get a 24-7 championship title shot. People would stop caring about the Royal Rumble as much because the stakes would be diminished. So when the credibility of the briefcase has been uh, diminished, the event itself loses credibility. So I think that the key is to really concentrate on your winners. I think that 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 not cashing in the same night this year is probably the right move. It's happened multiple times. And I think, you know, you don't don't give it to like a chicken shit heel who either won't be able to cash in the briefcase or if they do won't do it in a meaningful way at all, you know? You got to give it to somebody who you'd be like, I don't like, like this is really going to propel them. This is going to put them in a new conversation. You know, it's got to be like, I don't, I don't know who, who, who it could be winning the briefcase uh, uh, this year that would be like, you know, cause Austin theory didn't do anything for the briefcase. He ended up losing it and, and multiple Looked like an idiot trying to cash it in over and over again. I mean, you know, the same thing happened with The Miz, even though eventually he cashed it in successfully. Almost lost it at one point. It was stupid. So you'd have to really think. Like Johnny Gargano. And it's tough to do, I understand, because Roman Reigns is the champion and nobody's being Roman Reigns. But Johnny Gargano is the type of person that should win the briefcase. Because you look at Johnny and you go, I love that guy, but I don't understand. He's not going to be WWE champion, but he's got the briefcase. And then he has to become WWE champion. Johnny Gargano is the perfect guy to win a Money in the Bank briefcase. But he's got to win. He's got to be the champion. And maybe that means that you wait until 2024 when Roman isn't the champion anymore. Maybe maybe it means you do split the titles and Roman has to eat a pin. You know, you got to do something. You have to do something to get a Seth Rollins moment, to get a Daniel Bryan moment, to get a CM Punk moment. Because otherwise, people aren't going to care. But if you do it right, nine times out of 10, if nine times out of 10, somebody that you wouldn't expect to be champion wins the briefcase and at some point in that year becomes champion, you've got a hell of an annual event. You've got an amazing story that you can tell in that match every single time. So that's kind of what I think about the future of Money in the Bank. Let me know what you think about these predictions for 2023. Email me, notsamwrestling at gmail.com. I appreciate you guys. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash notsamwrestling. New content going up all the time. We'll see you next week, unless you're a Not Sam show. If you want more content, go to patreon.com slash notsamwrestling. You can sign up, become a shill, get an extra podcast every week, have access to Zooms with me, have access to videos first, have access to merch, have access to watching the show get taped live every single time. Patreon.com slash NotSamWrestling. Become a shill or don't, and I'll see you next week.